Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Alt Media United's first swap cast. That's right, we decided to put a fun show together for the end of the year. The first year that Alt Media United has been in existence. That's right, Alt Media United is a podcast slash content creator cooperative that I founded in 2021. And so many great people have joined since want to give a shout out to all of them Uh, i don't have time so go to altmediaunited.com and see the full list Uh, but for those who showed up on this episode i gotta give a thanks to owen hunt aka bootsy greenwood and the blue collar mystics podcast dropping in january thank you for joining us deplorable janet thank you janet Uh, chris from the Mensa podcast, thank you, Chris. Chance from the Interverse podcast, Dan and Roman from Rising from the Ashes podcast, Jim and Rich Airy, the Airy Brothers, Juan from the One on One podcast, Big Dumb podcast, Kyle. We also have Ron from New England from the Wicked Planet podcast, Sarah from the Awake Not Woke podcast, and Steve from the Slow News Day show, and of course. Yours truly, Mark from the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. And this is a Swapcast, so you might be listening to it on any one of those person's lovely feeds. So, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the first of many group podcasts that Alt Media United is planning on doing. We're not sure what the format is going to be, but this is just sort of a fun intro to the cooperative. I hope you have a happy holidays, happy new year. Uh, whether you're listening to this on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy feed or anywhere else, I love you, appreciate you, and I hope you check out altmediaunited.com. And if you have a, a podcast yourself, check out the website, sign up. We'd love to have you a part of it. Materialism. Well, let's not get into how you're uh, you're warping your your kid's mind just yet, Dan. What did you call it? <laughs> Satham clause. <laughs> Satan clause. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, it is an anagram for Satan, and yeah, it, is. it is super. Satan. I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. I can go in on that. I've got all. I'm not. Hey, I'm open to it all. You know, I'm open to it all. I just never heard that before. All right. Well, it looks like we are at our. Uh, our max for right now. I don't think anybody else is joining in anytime soon, uh, but here we are, Alt Media United, united for the first time. I'm hoping to do this more often. Uh, maybe this end of the year special will lead into seasonal type episodes, but we're all here. Let's introduce ourselves. Um, who wants to start first? <laughs> This is going to be totally on you guys. Volunteer uh, to, go in to chime in. I'm, well, I'm nobody has the same order. First. I don't know if anybody's, if we all see the same order on Zoom. I think I, Zoom puts question. everyone in the Mark, same order for their screens. Sure. Mark, you just call, call us the shortest. Yeah, you calling us, teacher. <laughs> tell us when to go. All right, Bootsy, go for it, brother. Tell us who you are. Tell us about your podcast. And you just changed the name of your podcast, right? Is that official yet? It's going to be official first of the year. So I'm changing the format as well. My name is Owen Hunt. Bootsy Greenwood is my stripper name. Um, Owen Hunt was already taken. So 
little razzle dazzle bootsy greenwood uh that was formerly my podcast was uh you know based on my fake name and i don't know how that relates to narcissism <laughs> or like what what the can hell I call you, can i call you creamy you can call me you can call me creamy i mean i look i mean i look pretty creamy i feel like I, I am body creamy you as a sweet texture um but yeah i uh i'm changing the name to blue collar mystics i want to do more of a panel type thing but also have people send in their stories you know and i'll publish those on the rss feed i want to hear people's stories uh so you can send those in i'll either read them if you want to stay anonymous or uh, if you want to send me a like a short audio clip five minutes ten minutes tops Something like that. What happened when you started asking the real questions? Right uh, but I'm really excited about it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing in the new year. I'm a comedian and a coach and, uh, and uh, very snuggly. So cool. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Creamy. Well, Creamy. The snuggly stripper. Since this was, uh, this was kind of a, a, an amalgamation of, I don't know, maybe Ron's idea, Kyle's idea, my idea. So since he uh, he just joined us, we'll, time. we'll give him a second. But Kyle, you want to go ahead and tell the folks about your podcast? And uh, you now hear me all right? Yes. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, thanks for uh, having me on. Um, a lot of new faces for me. I've I've seen you all on the uh, internets, but uh, I'm Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast. Uh, happy to be here celebrating Christmas with all of you wonderful people or whatever holiday uh, we think this is. It's just a time to hang out with friends and family, get high, get drunk, have a good time, and, uh, you know, just uh, reflect on the year. So great year of podcasting. Looking forward to the next. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Chance, fire away. Yo, also thanks for having me here. I've got to have proper manners since Kyle did. But yeah, I'm Chance Garden, host of Interverse Podcast. I started another show called Vibe Rant. I just got a green screen, so I'm pretty sure I'm a professional now. And <laughs> also I do uh, sound healing and like Oracle type work for clients. So I bust out tuning forks on them or throw cards like Gambit and help people feel like they got this. Right on, right on. Chris Prozer? Uh, I don't know, dude. It's Christopher Prosser, Mensa Podcast. I'm a big, dumb idiot. Um, that's basically it. So you should be on Kyle's I podcast. I'm, I'm in the need for a new co-host, so uh, <laughs> hit me up, dude. Let's do it. Come Let's on. Get it. Yeah, no, I just talk about conspiracies and whatever comes to mind, really. It's pretty free flow. Right on. That's it. Janet. Hello, everybody. And uh, Mark, thanks for having me here with you tonight. I appreciate it. Um, I do a lot of the personal stories and cover a lot of health issues and topics because I'm a retired nurse and a retired medical school teacher. Um, and I also do a lot of <clears throat> spirituality and, and things of that nature. Right so on. There you go. Right on, right on. Uh, Juan, what's going on, guys? Thank you for having me. And my name is Juan from the Juana Juan podcast. I've had Chris on. I've had Mark on. 
and I just talk about all craziness, conspiracies, esoterica, history, alternate history, whatever you like. Nicholas yeah. Cage, motherfucker. Nicholas Cage, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Sarah? I'm just here for a good time, man. Cool, cool. Thank you, Juan. Sarah? Hey, I'm Sarah from the Awake Not Woke podcast, which I just started in June of 2021. So new to this whole thing, which is exciting to meet everybody. Um, and me and my co-host Chas just talk about, we call ourselves esoteric conspirituality realists because we just talk about everything spiritual, conspiracy, lots of stuff. Right on. And then we got Roman. Hey, AKA uh, Rashad, <laughs> <laughs> one of the many aliases, uh, co-host of a rising from the ashes podcast. Uh, that's about it. You know, uh, I've got some other stuff in the works coming up, but oh. it's secret. You're being modest. You, you, you grow some of the finest plants on the left coast and, uh, oh. and you should hit oh, up my yes. boy. Pros are over there because you and uh, you and him aren't too far apart. But Donunaki, <laughs> oh. you're next. <laughs> Straight from the mailroom with a beat, <laughs> Dan Donunaki on the eight bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I vibe off Romy all the time. That's how I that's how I work. Okay. Very pixely. Dan, we'll come back to you when you're in a different mailing area. Let us know when you switch neighborhoods. Uh, Ron? <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, Ron. I see everybody's here tonight. Almost everybody. Don't be modest. Tell us about your show. <laughs> well, the Wicked Planet, we don't talk about anything in particular, mostly conspiracies. And uh, I don't know, we get into some some crazy subjects. Is that like so a is subjects, that like so. a what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind of thing? You're like, "Oh, we don't talk about anything in particular." <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, I guess we do, right? I mean, Okay, I like it. I mean, we talk about we talk about all the health stuff that's going on, plus uh, you know, UFOs, Bigfoot, you know, all that stuff. But I like I like to beat up hard on the COVID idiots, the COVID idiots. I like to beat up on those pretty good. I like to talk about politics, and uh, and I see uh, I see Juan is here. Juan and I have been chatting, yeah. so yeah, we're going to be getting together soon, hopefully. And right uh, of course, our the lovely Janet. Hi, darling. <laughs> hey, Bootsy, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Right it's nice to see you, Ron. How you doing, yeah, man? Thanks. I know I've been kind of, I've been kind of uh, super busy like the last month, so haven't been very active on my Instagram or anything like that. But once we get past the holidays, things will start winding down. Although we've had good weather, so cars have been smashing up all over the place. So I'm probably going to be pretty busy in January. We're already booked halfway through January right now, but but at least all my outside stuff and my salvage businesses. That goes to sleep once we start getting snow and ice, so I'm going to get a little break from that. So I'll be able to have a little bit more time to spend on some conspiracies. Love I it. See, I, see Rome, I see Roman looks like he's had a little extracurricular activity before the show. He's over there <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> and where's, where's Kyle? How come his camera's not on? Oh, it's because I'm in a, a trailer. Uh 
with a hot spot on. So uh, this is the oh. best I can do without crashing. So, but good to see you all. I'm here. Yeah. And Kyle, we are. I'm a little yeah. upset you don't have your cat butthole pants on tonight. Oh, well, you don't know what I have on tonight. You know? I, did get, I just I got new Christmas PJs, so it uh, it could be anything, you know? My Telegram but, uh, channel made multiple memes for my podcast with cat buttholes in them today. Nice. Oh, perfect. Dude. Cat buttholes. <laughs> Synchronicities. We're already, we're already off so, and running. Kyle, you need to come up with some big dumb sweatpants. I tried that, but they just looked, you know, like the the fate. The logos were weird. It showed up, you know, Puds's face was right on your crotch. So uh, oh, I, I got to rework some stuff and make it happen. I always thought right. those uh, those sweatpants that said "Hang Loose" on the back were ironic and strange. Remember those were for around for a very short period of time. Hang, hang loose. loose is written on the hang ass loose. of the pants. Hang loose like, should oh, be yeah. the motto of the first 10 minutes of this episode. We are hanging loose and I had a structure here folks. So let's let's get let's uh let's get on track, oh, all right? I had some more with the pants like the, uh, the the pink and the juicy on the butt too, right? Oh Jesus! Uh, that's different. That's the keep that humor for the mailroom. All right, let's uh, let's go hey, and let's hey. let's talk about. Come on, guys, we're all here. This is some family fun energy. You know, the podcast cooperative. We haven't even hit our first anniversary, and it's so cool to have a bunch of people here. That obviously. A bunch of you are just meeting for the first time now. I think that's really cool. Um, that. You know, I was able to organize all of us to be here. And there's still people that are going to be joining soon. But 2021 was a weird year, unlike any. And I'm only 27 years old, so I don't have a lot of experience. But it was a weird year out of the other 26. So going around, if you have something to jump in with, jump in. But um, the question, what was the weirdest thing? that you remember happening in 2021. It could have happened to you, could have happened to the world, really anything weird that happened in 2021. Does anything come to mind for anybody? How do you how do you even narrow that down? <laughs> well, I, I, I mean it's I mean it's been one weird weird thing right after the other, like for the whole fair. year. It's just one big one big shit show as far as I'm concerned. But but one good thing about this year is that we've got all a bunch of us have all gotten hooked up with each other. You know, I started out with uh, Ryan in 2020, so so I got a little bit more time going on there, uh, and uh, and I'm probably twice as old as everybody on this panel, except me. <laughs> well, Janet, I wasn't going to say that. That's not a very nice thing to say to a lady. We're uh, in the same. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, this year's just been kind of. Uh, I know it's been interesting. It's given us a lot to talk about, right? So I guess we really can't complain about that. I mean, we don't run out of subjects. Like, even if we didn't have this craziness, I don't think we would run out of subjects to talk about, uh, you know, because all of our minds, our minds, like everybody on this panel, our minds do not work like a normal person, right? Our, our minds are totally different than that. And, and thank God for that. But, uh, well, the extra yeah. chromosome helps for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So coming from the youngster, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think of one standout moment, you know, this year. Well, it does. And I don't know. It I, does I, seem I like uh, one. Yeah. it does seem like there's been a, a litany of uh, the same message over and over this year. 
one weird thing that stood out for me, and I'm sure all of you saw this, was the dancing syringes. Like, I live with people who are watching TV. I loathe TV, but I have to deal with it because it's on in the house. And I'm walking by the fucking living room one day, and there are dancing syringes and what's the guy's name? Um, The late night show host, Jimmy Fallon. Colbert. Was it Colbert? I thought it was Jimmy Fallon. Colbert, you know, hop skipping along with it. That was just frightening, to say the least. And I I used to like that show. 2012 Olympics, too, didn't they? Is that like a rip off of the Olympic show they did where they had like dancing nurses and needles? Possibly. Yeah, it goes back to 92 at least that they were pre- previewing 2020 in the Olympics. I watched the 92 opening ceremony. It's weird as hell. Except the 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 virus cooties particles are coming up out of the ocean and yeah, it's it's weird. Look that one up. Was that was that Barcelona, Chip? Bar- yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, that that opening ceremony was definitely. I think everybody should go back and take a look at that. I yeah, uh, I recently watched that again. I mean, literally just like a couple of days ago, and I'm like, oh my god, like, like so predictive programming, right? So when you're watching those those opening ceremonies with the virus and the yeah, it was just bizarre. You guys, those have to things just are crazy. But it's I event two hundred one alone should make people question things. Those are like the sprinkles on top. But it's just been so explicit how how everybody's just ignoring everything, and when it's all been just laid out in front of us. Yeah, two hundred one, Sarah definitely was the standout. Uh, and 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 you bring that up to people like when you're talking about, hey, listen, this whole thing was planned. Oh, no, it wasn't. That wasn't planned. Okay, go check out Event 201. What is that? Just go check yeah, it out. People don't even know. Just about go it. check it. Go check it out. It, it, it was a drill for exactly what we're going through right now. Whenever we see, whenever we see drills, what happens? Something happens. Same thing happened at the school that we can't speak of in Connecticut. The same thing. Not just the drill, though, Ron. Keep, you know, I think the words are important. They called it a simulation, right? A simulation. Mm -hmm. And in line with everything you've been hearing, especially in our community of alternative thinkers and researchers, the simulation theory, I've heard more in the past two years than I ever have. And I've been researching this stuff since I was in middle school. Uh, So, you know, not to put myself on a high horse, but the simulation (laughs) thing is like, totally out of left field for me and it it feels like a government term you know they use that term all the time uh and well, our man the legal meaning of it yeah well that i would love to hear it if you have that at hand chance because i don't know that off the top of my head but real quick steve from the slow news day show is joining us welcome steve shout out to you brother we're just talking about event 201 and all the other crazy things that happened this year in 2021 but welcome to the welcome to the chat brother I think his mic is connected. <laughs> That's great, Steve. We can't hear you, but it looked great. Uh, Chance, did you have something to read there? <laughs> okay, okay. I wanted to give the, the old school definition of simulation. Please do. Yeah. All right. It is the act of feigning to be that which is not. The assumption of a deceitful appearance or character the for, uh, simulation differs from dissimulation. The former denotes the assuming of a false character. The latter denotes the concealment of the true character. Both are comprehended in the word hypocrisy. So they're calling it a simulation. They're calling it a hypocrisy. Wow. Or, or a presentation, a deceptive uh, presentation of, of maybe a half-truth, like uh, 
Like we're going to lock the whole world down for your safety. <laughs> I recommend people get into old dictionaries like pre-1850. They're pretty lit. So yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say they've been changing the definitions on the website. So getting an old dictionary is probably the most reliable way to check a definition these days. Mm. Yeah, Honestly, so Webster's just... 1828 dictionary, like Webster's 1828.com that or it's Webster's dictionary, 1828.com. Nothing changes there because nobody looks at it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like that's super true. safe. Yeah. So it's I wanted to say, I wanted to say I was visiting with my mom in the house that I grew up in. And I remember when I was a kid, my dad had got me the encyclopedia Britannica or whatever. Like, so I went up in the old closet and the whole thing is there. And I told my mother, I said, Oh my God, you never got rid of that. She goes, no. I said, okay, well, I'm going to come up here once in a while and, and grab a couple here and there and I'll bring them back. So, cause I want all the rest of the kids that live down here because my, my uh, niece, uh, excuse me, my nephew and his wife moved into the big house with their family. So uh, so, so now my mom lives there, my brother, his wife, their son, his wife, and their three kids. So they, so they have a house full. Of, I mean, it's a really big house, so it's cool. But, uh, but I'm like, I'm going to leave these books here because I want these kids to be able to reference these books. So, so later in life, they can look at this and say, oh, well, what we're being taught here is kind of, you know, kind of horseshit compared to what this uh, this library here says. Is anybody here familiar with the book that was called The Volume Library? Janet, you would be probably the only one that would remember that. It was about a six or seven inch thick, huge reference book that that we had a chance to get with like when we were in elementary school and middle school. And it was called The Volume Library. And that thing just takes everything in the world from A to Z, and, and it puts it down into little brief segments, like a couple of pages on each subject. But I was trying to find mine, and, and it's probably at my mom's somewhere, because I wanted to go back and reference some of that to see what was different there, you know, what they were what they were writing there in, as far as history and science and politics and all that. Yeah, there it is right there. Mm. Hey, Mark, are you going to pass that to the left? I have show. <laughs> Here you go. I, I yeah, have Sarah, a Sarah. I had to. It was one great big huge volume. I mean, mm -hmm. it was huge. It probably weighed forty pounds. No exaggeration. I have a. Did you just look that up, Sarah? Yeah, I just googled it. I have yeah, a series yeah. of books called the World Books, and to your point, I think that was a big reason why uh, my mind went in the direction it did because I had that resource at my grandparents' house when I was a kid. I would just go up and you know, grab a, a letter off of the shelf and, and see what was in there. And it was an encyclopedia, but even that book I'm suspicious about because of, you know, it was built after, or created, written after World War II, right? This sort of reset time uh, mm -hmm. when you curiously see a lot of books going back to that date, especially encyclopedias and uh, dictionaries. But anyways, back to what we were talking about before, weird shit that happened in 2021. I mean... Weird shit that happened in 2021 for me. Um, well, now I'm putting myself in the spot. Someone save me here. Does anyone have I a think, weird... I think <laughs> the weirdest part of it all was the whole 
brought to you by Pfizer mm. after have you guys oh, saw yeah. that it's like oh my how God. do people not are they not able to see that it's literally right in your mm-hmm. face and every I don't channel, know how they get away with that yeah every channel every show oh, by the way Alt Media United brought to you by Pfizer uh just to let you know Mark I got that I nailed that sponsorship <laughs> thank you it. I secured it dude we got the bag I'll let you know how much Kyle yeah, you'll be you receiving Pfizer. a bonus for the end of the year thank you Kyle we we did that at That'll the beginning be. of one of our shows I think Last week and a week before, Buckley and I, and we said, brought to you by Pfizer. And he goes, and Moderna. And then we just went down the whole list. So I thought it was kind of funny because, you know, Good Morning America, all your morning shows, every, everything yeah. is brought to you by Pfizer. It's like totally wow. ridiculous. Right. Bro, who would be a better sponsor than Pfizer? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Right. Lockheed Martin? <laughs> yeah, like Blackwater? Yeah. You know, Halliburton? Yeah. BlackRock would be the Vanguard. best sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Amazon would be a good yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> My podcast yeah. was technically sponsored by Amazon. They uh the, paid uh, me the, the, the seed money. Child Foundation. <laughs> Blood money. Yeah. Right, uh, Blood money. Let's see. Don't World Bank. You can just have World Bank sponsor it. Just, you... Probably the fucking Federal Reserve. We need to get Klaus Schwab on a podcast. You know who who was curiously quiet in the past few years? Has anyone seen any new stuff from Banksy? You guys familiar with Banksy, the political graffiti artist? Always, you know, had something against down here in San Francisco last weekend. Okay, and what does that look like? He's for his first U.S. appearance. It was his first U.S. appearance uh, in like multiple years. Did he appear though? (laughs) <laughs> like like I, you get what i mean i didn't go but i had tickets but Cause, i didn't because my because someone who you guys might be familiar with andreas zertis just posed the theory on my show that banksy might be um prince harry and if you guys say alex jones if you guys know <laughs> about prince harry he recently said he was moving to the united states so that's kind of weird that you just said he did his first appearance in the united states in a long time because prince harry and Meghan markle just moved to the u.s i'm pretty sure or at least said they were going like two to. years ago right mm. three years ago yeah. something like that yeah. like we were doing yeah, they've been here we were doing reports on him because he was involved with some narrative management Aspen Institute shit in like 2019. Mm. I, I, not to shit on the theory that Prince Harry is actually Banksy. That's entertaining as hell. I bet, I bet you could get some mileage out of that. I don't. <laughs> well, Pro- Project Pickleback. Well, the, the thought it for a minute, but you could get mileage out of it for the, sure. The thought was be a fun one to run with. The thought was it's like their only uh, vengeance for their mother, Prince Diana, you know, to do these sort of uh, anarchists seeming artwork or anti-establishment art pieces. And uh, then they curiously pissed off the Royals enough <laughs> by marrying a half black chick. I guarantee you. Yeah. That I, pissed I, them off. I, enough. Z- you wouldn't have to tag a wall. You spoiled the bloodline. <laughs> as well, far as well, those that, Nazis that w- are concerned. That would only be true. Like I had a theory. I actually, I was on glitch in the code with Richard Willett about a week ago. And uh, and we were talking about the bloodlines and the royal bloodlines. And then I said, you know, we were talking about the RH negative factor and how the royal bloodlines, including the House of Windsor, like a majority of them are probably all of them are RH negative, right? Mm-hmm. So my, th- my I had asked, and I don't know what, and I said, I don't know what the deal is with this Meghan Markle, you know, what her, what her blood type situation is, because I know the crown was putting up a big stink 
when Harry and her were going to get married. And then I'm thinking, well, what if Meghan Markle's RH negative? Because if she's RH negative, well, then the Crown would have had no reason to complain, you know, regardless of what her, you know, ethnic, ethnicity is. I mean, really, that doesn't really matter. It's it's the bloodline that counts, right? So, so I think it'd be interesting to find out. Uh, and as far as Banksy goes, like, like I, I was even wondering if Banksy was a real person or, or if these were just, uh, like computer generated artwork mm, or, or AI. Whatever. But yeah, yeah, I was wondering. I'd always thought if Banksy was a real person or not. I wasn't absolutely, or, or if, or if Banksy was one person. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah, because he's anonymous, right? So who said Banksy was Bill Hicks? Who said that? <laughs> a uh, lot of people have been Bill Hicks. But I actually did just go see. There Only was Bill Hicks was There's Bill a Banksy Hicks. exhibit here in Atlanta. I just went uh, for my artist date to the Banksy nice. exhibit because I liked his stuff, you know, when I was in college. I remember early 2000s, it's anonymous artist, and a lot of it was very, like, it's seemingly anti, definitely anti-corporate. And a lot of it was really good at the exhibit, but a lot of it was like super, like just obviously propaganda. I mean, like socialist, right. uh, corporate, you know, like, I, I don't know. There's, there's good messages there, but some of it I feel like was just, yeah. Like, just like, why? It, it was I cool mean, in 2012 when everybody was like occupying Wall Street and, you know, right. and then it lost its its flavor for sure. He was kind of beating a dead horse, you, you know, know, but know I think it I, probably is multiple artists. I don't think it's, you know, just one artist. That's the thing about an anonymity that it sort of provides you, you know. Well, then this year, people were very silent, uh, especially, you know, musicians. You see a lot of musicians <laughs> rage against the machine and all these groups, you know, just basically uh, sponsored by Pfizer is a, is a good way to like put the it. Like the food Pfizer's? <laughs> I think yeah. they're called the food <laughs> Pfizer's now. <laughs> God, so terrible. The, the irony of paying like 300 bucks to go see Rage with the Machine singing fuck you i won't do what you told me while you had to do all the things they told you to get in <laughs> yeah. there yeah the irony of having to show your digital passport to get in to go see matrix <laughs> yeah right detroit Which, just made it so you have to show a digital passport in restaurants uh i think they said fitness centers and something else like just today i read the you know, there's a, the, the writer of one of the writers of the Matrix Four apparently says that the purpose of the movie was to take back the red pill from the political right <laughs> and make it a make make the well, red the pill the blue pill. Brothers I guess are the Wachowski sisters now, so I mean it yeah. makes sense. I didn't know that until this new movie was coming out, and I was like, "It was horrible." I saw it yesterday. It was oh, geez, as atrocious as I spoil it. it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but they just they tried too ah. hard, and I am a big fan. And there's a reason why Baudrillard hated the original trilogy to begin with. And when they asked him to come on as like some executive producer, he told him to pretty much, you know. And that's the author oh. of of what the book that it's based off of. Who's Baudrillard? Yeah, Simulacra and Stimulation, John okay. Baudrillard, where he talks about the hyper reality and all this stuff. And he hated the movies. He said that it literally goes against everything that he wrote about. And they made the entire cast and crew of that movie read that book. And it's very convoluted and complex. But he pretty much he breaks it down in some interviews and says like it, it's all, you know, it's it's completely not his idea of what he was trying to portray, you know? Mm. And I can Juan, see why they took there... it now and they just, 
they ran with it. And I mean, just watch the movie and you'll see what I'm talking about. They just tried way, way too hard. One, wasn't there a story about a lady that said that she actually wrote the Matrix series books and then she actually sued them in court and won? Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah, it yeah, was actually yeah. the the plagiarism was the Terminator movies and the Matrix movies were ripped from this lady's series mm-hmm. of books. Yeah, I did see that. I saw that. But I watched it last night and I was just blown away how horrible they did it. And I mean, just watch it for yourself. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty out there. Mm. Well... I want to bring it uh, back to another question that I got. Last year, I did not see anyone for Christmas, not from my own choice. The people in my family who organized the parties and all that, they basically were like, no, 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 we're not doing it. This year, everything's back to normal. You know, everybody's doing parties. Is that the same for, for all of you guys? Is things seemingly back to normal in the family life, holiday life, or do you still have folks who are hanging on to the narrative and, and making it uh, difficult? Ooh. I'm in Another Florida. Uh, down here in Texas. Yeah. Y'all get a turn. Don't worry. <laughs> down here in Texas. Yeah, Kyle, go ahead. <laughs> oh, he's lagging out. Texas, nothing really changed. Except for your internet okay. connection. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you, you're oh, back now. Yeah. Down here in Texas, uh, you know what? Um, yeah, we uh, nothing really changed, you know, uh, last couple of years. Oh, am I good? I'm sorry, dude. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, come on, the families. Uh, but we did experience some loss both years, so just trying to – am I all fucked up now? You, you call back up with us, I think. Something like that. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, hey, just come back to me. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. You guys are uh, are at this point just observing the show. Uh, someone else Can't wanted to chime in? Texas, but Missouri is super lit. Like, only the woke uh, millennials wear the diapers, and nobody cares about cooties, and nobody's scared. And pretty, Well, okay, I shouldn't say nobody, but, like, you go out in the public, and you can totally forget that this is even a thing other until you happen to see a – a 20 something with their face covered and you didn't, you know, you didn't want to see them anyway. So it's cool here. Oh, I wanted to answer the weird question too. Cause I know a different definition Go of weird W Y R D. This is the, is taking control of your destiny or fate. So the weirdest thing for me this year was that I went full time as a weirdo and quit doing other, t- or yes. quit doing other jobs. Yes, Good for you. that is the goal. That is the goal. And that's that's like why Alt Media United started in the first place is so that as a group, we can possibly crowdsource some of the things that it takes to be a pro podcaster. You know, there's a lot of money that goes into creating a good podcast. And uh, as this thing grows, who knows, maybe Alt Media United as a cooperative can make that a possibility for everyone. So Chance, awesome, dude. I think you're a, uh, you know, a an example of what we can strive for. I definitely want to strive to do that too. So takes one to know one, dude. You're hustling like nobody. <laughs> yeah, like but, nobody I know. But I was already on the fringe uh, as a hippie scraping by. So this is this is just another part time job for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I was a respectable. I worked in an office, you know, full timer. So I've gone all the way to the other side of the pendulum. Well, we're glad Doing to have you so here. So much woo woo stuff. <laughs> right on. Right on. Anybody else have a have anything yeah. to add? For me, I'm in Tennessee, um, and we're out in the country area, I guess you could say, outside of Memphis. 
nothing is any different out here. Um, if you want to wear a mask, fine. If you don't, fine. No one cares. Nothing ever shut down. They don't require anything special out here. And as far as the weird stuff, um, this year for us, I would say, is me being um, from the age group that I am is actually seeing them release all of the criminals back into society, of course, before all of the rioting and looting and burning and all of that stuff. And then, of course, the no cash bail so that they can put you back out on the street to let you recommit as many times as you want. And it's all good. It's on the taxpayer dime. I thought they were peaceful protesting, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> wink, wink. Yeah, it was peaceful protest. <laughs> Yeah, it does seem uh, seem rough. I don't know. Anybody want to jump in? Feel free, guys. I'm not. I, I'm not I, by any means hoping that you don't interrupt. Everybody can chime in whenever they want. I'm not trying to lead this thing in any direction. It can go wherever we take it. So, don't don't be shy. All right, let me get up in here. Let me get up in here. Uh, on back on the obey art, right on the on that on the Banksy stuff. Like I was kind of what made me think uh, was. We need artists, right? At least a name of artists so it can be any sort of art that's kind of stapled on the walls to be like kind of the back roll, the B roll of, um, you know, the if this is a simulation, right? If things are put in order, like with rules and regulations and uh, predictive programming happens as much in the entertainment media as it does in the physical realm. So you see all these movies that you know donnie darko uh fuck, I'm, I'm blanking on so many classic movies that kind of predict like a dystopic type mm. of uh, uh role you know and and that you see a lot of art on the back wall you know it's like there's an anarchist group and they you know they put the art up and that's that's part of that role and so i think that i think banksy and that whole like crew and kind of just situation is probably let in from controlled opposition mm. um, just to be a part of the so Banksy yeah. is opening up a portal to a dystopian future through his artwork is is that what we're suggesting here on the alt media united like holiday swapcast yes yes Banksy <laughs> just turns out to be CERN <laughs> yeah that's what I was gonna say they're exactly just CERN. <laughs> wow okay my theory is that Banksy is going to reveal himself in the metaverse and just make you believe that that's what Banksy looks like. But Banksy generated NFTs are going to be some of the most highly sought after Word. tokens in the entire metaverse. And I think you'll see that with a number of other artists too. And if anybody's smart, if they wanted to take advantage of that, like train hopper taggers and a bunch of other people could get in on that sort of angle because yeah. you know, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. Now, whether or not Banksy is controlled opposition, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there was, wasn't there like a gap when there wasn't a Banksy, like when there was no artwork, there was a several year period. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I think Banksy is Q. <laughs> that that's also possible same that, that yeah, Banksy is legitimately Q and, and and it's just that one guy um <laughs> and he's communicating on a keyboard with a can of spray paint yeah 
mean, the art's but, really good. I yeah. say that. The it Florida was, man was, here. Still, like, they do since, some cool shit. But. Since the whole pandemic started, he's going strong, you know. Uh, we haven't really, we've never shut down. And thanks for Ron. What They call him Ron Death Sentence, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. But thanks to him, we haven't really been, It's it's pretty crazy. But if anything, this has shown me how gullible people are, especially people that you know who you never thought would be so gullible and they're able to just bend the knee, if you will, immediately at the very first uh, sign or, or command, if you will, from the from the overlords. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, I work in retail and I work with a lot of really, really liberal people. And although it's, it's kind of like a hippie vibe there, you would have thought that more people wouldn't have fallen for all this like medical tyranny so fast, but they'll take supplements for everything and then they'll just go and get the vaccine. It's, it's just mind blowing how quick some of these people just switched I over. A, I have a 15 year old son and I was living for a long time in the Santa Cruz mountains, California, like kind of, you know, hippie level armed hippie because they're all weed growers and shit, but you know, like very granola. Very granola. And yeah, granola is a good word. The moms that I I would run into when I would drop my now 15-year-old off when he was in preschool were the ones that were pitching a fit about the horrible quality of the food and how dare mm-hmm. you put all this antibacterial yep. crap in the classroom and this and they were the first ones with like multiple containers of hand sanitizer and fucking 18 masks and you can't go into my vehicle unless you take a whole fucking chemical bath and it's like what the yeah and and most of this time you don't have time like when you're confronted or around these types of people you don't have time to like fully red pill them but the few times that i have had like my co-host chas and i are on the same level with everything the whole time but she had a friend he was very liberal and we hung out with him. And by the end of this hangout, he was convinced that there was something weird going on, but then you go a few months without talking to them and it's just like right back into the brainwashing. Like it, if, if they're weak minded, it doesn't stick. It's crazy this how is, strong it this is. is. Deborah gets red pilled though. It, it is. Do you remember <laughs> brand new? Like you, do you, I've seen them on Deborah's Instagram. Brain? Yeah, you'd break Dever's brain, and then the next week there'd be another just monster on the show, and they would break Deborah's brain. But every single time she would go home and she would watch MSNBC for 10 mm-hmm. minutes, and all of it would go away. And if for like the first two months, it was like we were waterboarding this poor woman. You know? <laughs> uh, I was on the show, I didn't feel like I was waterboarding her, but it is, it is sad to see. I think they just put an episode out where Deborah and Adam kind of came to uh, like a conclusion of that series and now adam's doing uh taking a different direction with the show but yeah, deborah the red pill therapy did not work <laughs> crazy how Here's strong thing, it is you can't unring there's bells you can't unring and like once you know once you've actually been exposed to truth once yeah. you've had some time to ponder it and in her quiet moments and in everybody else's quiet moments that we talk to on some level it does resonate the thing is people are so that sammy triples said it all that the people would rather what be right than do right unfortunately and, yeah and if the prevailing narrative is telling you this is right 
And not only is that wrong, but it's treason or murder. Mm. Then, of course, people are going to want to be right rather than do right because they see what happens to us when we stick our fucking necks out. And I don't know if any of this compliance from that granola community that I also felt like (laughs) I was a part of, you know, being a a salesman at a farmer's market, I don't know if we would have seen that compliance from that community if this came to them without that racial Trojan horse that was the Black Lives Matter thing uh, right before this and during it. I mean, they all kind of came along in the same uh, same package, but Trump obviously polarized the, the nation, and, you know, anything that was on that side of the argument was deemed Nazi, crazy, right-wing, all this crap. And if you even look up the, the Wikipedia for right-wing, it's ridiculous, like, how off yeah. these people are on what they even consider right-wing. I mean, it, the definitions are, are not there. They're just buzzwords, and they've erased the real dictionaries, like Chance was kind of getting at before. Uh, so now people don't really have access to that kind of knowledge. I, I know I this hate. was a 2020 thing, not 21, but the weirdest thing of 20, seriously, 2020 and 2021 just feel like one long year anyway. So maybe this can count, but it does. They fuse the, together. The weirdest thing was seeing people w- in the peaceful protests, wearing a mask and on the mask, it said, I can't breathe. I was just I like, know. what is going on? The hex is so strong. I just hate that conspiracy theory and right wing are like synonymous nowadays because I can't even talk about the like most harmless, fun conspiracy theories at work without people getting like suspicious of me now. It's it's so obnoxious. It's become like McCarthyism. Let's, let's break this down because it wasn't Trump. It, Trump was part of it, but this all happened way before that. Whoever brought up Occupy earlier really touched on the full breaking of or complete capture of the whatever the left was not just by intelligence but now by big pharma and by the world economic forum Uh, and it's all i don't know i did it you have you kind of have to go back to like the 1950s 1960s herbert marcuse and uh critical theory the the beginning of it and then go on a 70-year journey through different academics and different movements to really see what all happened here. And it is fucking insane, man. It is. I, there's the, the Palm Howell where he says, I saw the best minds of my generation uh, destroyed by madness. Like It's happening cyclically. You get that. And in Allen Ginsberg's case, it was very similar. Because you had the CIA and LSD and MK Ultra and everything like that that was doing the destroying of the minds. Once you get that rooted societally, and then you mix in critical theory with it as dictated by Herbert Marcuse, a former OSS officer. That's the thing that cracks me up, that the lefties will never understand that their entire communist philosophy comes out of the original CIA. Like, that's fucking hysterical. And the CIA was doing... They were doing experiments in like the sixties on Charles Manson and stuff on mind control and psychedelics and everything. Yes, like Laurel there's Canyon pretty much shit. proof to all this. Oh yeah. I mean, even possibly that, uh, that guy who pulled off the first massacre in the United States history down there in Austin, Texas, you know, he, he was potentially, uh, in the military 
parts that might have, you know, slipped him something that led to those really crazy headaches that led to him doing that uh, awful massacre there in Austin. But yeah, I think the cyclical angle that you just brought up, Steve, is something that's come up again and again, uh, not just with the things I'm looking into, but with certain guests. I remember Chris Milligan, uh, the founder of Trying Day Publishing, father was in the CIA. When he joined me on the show, he, you know, echoed your point exactly that there are, uh, there are basically a formula of what happens to generations. You know, you have the hippies, then the yuppies, then the uh, reactionary, and then, you know, I forget the fourth one, but it's this cycle of four, and they've been gaming it as far back as, like, 1600s to, uh, to cause these revolutions with that Hegelian dialect constantly giving them what they planned for. Go ahead, Steve. You have to you have to incorporate the fact that over the last almost century, at least half century, the massive push to embrace political ideology and now specifically the science as religion to fill a void where spiritual energy would normally go uh, has been an enormously successful and you know, concentrated effort. Mm. Well, it's, the, it's not even new. It's the exact move that's gone on for millennia, but they just changed the clothes and the costumes and the cast of characters gradually over time so that it always feels like this is the newest and freshest, best cult to be in, and now that's the <laughs> medical mafia. Do you guys well, see that, of progress. that uh, what made Alex Jones have like some meltdown with uh, Trump coming out supporting the vaccines? He had like some crazy meltdown on his show. He was just like having like some... AJ knew the whole time that Donald Trump was a vaccine salesman and a real estate settlement broker for the Zionist state of Israel. He knew that he knew Donald Trump was personally responsible for printing almost two thirds of all money that the U S has ever printed. He knew that shit, but he's an actor that's there to to get that association of the conspiracy crowd with the right. That's just what his role was this whole like the whole scamdemic, in my opinion. Yeah, people saw him as a messiah, though, with the whole QAnon movement. So I think that's like a really big ah. letdown. <laughs> I fell for it. I'm not going to act like I'm above it, you know. And I, I voted for Obama, too. Regret that, you know. But that's the thing. It's it's like, uh, you know, they game this sense of uh, altruism. And what you find out, at least in my case, is that there's no altruism in what happens in these global circles the movers and shakers they're not doing anything with our best interests in mind so yeah i regret that but you know i'm i'm not afraid to admit it cuz i think it's it's important you know like we're not we're not over here pretending like we didn't take part in it we're all a part of it you know we're all us citizens actually i we do have some uh out of the country folks in alt media united but all of us are americans so yeah, it's, you know, it's tough. I, I identify as un-American. Un-American. <laughs> okay. Well, we have well, another, some... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say another big part of kind of what you all were touching on, if you can hear me. If you can't hear me, just yell at me. We got gotcha. you. You're good. Uh, is the mass formation. This is something that uh, mm-hmm. was first brought up to me on the No Agenda show from this, uh, this professor. I can't remember his name, but uh, Peter McCullough talked about it on Rogan. But it's really... It kind of breaks down everything that we've seen in the last two years, um, you know, it's kind of a, a, a 
mass psychosis, you know, and you have to have these certain um, uh, factors that play into that, like, you know, free floating anxiety. Um, uh, it's like cultural things that are going on. My favorite example of mass formation is when there was just like a town where everybody started dancing and they couldn't stop dancing and they mm. were all convinced that there was like a disease making them the dance. dancing plague. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, yeah. that's the same thing that's going on right now. <laughs> Footloose. What? You talking about Footloose? Come on now. Got that stanky leg going on. Oh my gosh, that stanky leg. I can't stop. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's the answer in the past of make you do the boogie dance. That's some dumb shit, though. For real, nobody ever had that, right? Like that's a joke. No, that, that's a real thing. That's bro. a real thing. And there was one with the like laughing too, that where yeah. they just it was like uh, all these people were convinced that they could not stop laughing or dancing yeah. or whatever it was. And it's like what Kyle was saying that these four certain criteria that uh there has to be like like he said uh free-floating anxiety there's one with your freedoms are being taken away or something like that and it can be one final yeah there's like one final solution to the whole Mm -hmm. thing oh social isolation is the other one yes um yeah and then the one like solution from someone in authority which you know we we had free-floating anxiety we had uh, social isolation. We had our freedoms being stripped, and then the kicker was: here's the solution. Daddy, Wait. government's gonna shoot you up. Let's go. Do you think that's how they turned Michael Jackson into Michael Jackson? Then they just those four conditions were met, and bada bing. When you know some some uh, child abuse and things like that, you could, anything's possible with a young mind. Do you know that this all relates back to also like the school system? And I can say this from from actually teaching for a long time, that um, the way that the curriculum has changed and how we have nonstop dumbed down the students over the decades. And now it's like, um, especially like Governor Brown in Oregon, where it's it's too difficult to um, have black or brown students pass math or uh, reading. So we're going to do away with those in the curriculum. So you're making worker bees for the system. And so it's the same kind of thing in the school system where you have that um, mass formation psychosis where uh, you are making them depressed because they can't, according to the teachers, fit in with everyone else. Um, They're not as smart. They're not as educated as other countries. Um, you're never going to amount to anything. Um, and then we segregate uh, on vaccination status or on color or uh, race, religion, whatever the case may be. They do this in the school systems to break down these kids so that they will be conformist to whatever the agenda is. And that's been going on for quite a while, but it has really had an uptick over the last several years, especially um, with the uh, Tavistock Institute partnering with the World Health Organization to make new curriculums for schools. And so they're also doing that um, on, the, on the gender basis and, you know, normalizing these behaviors that are not mainstream, but they're, they're pushing all these students to think that this is mainstream thought so that's another form of isolation so that they can 
break them down and isolate them to be able to better control them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to uh, Alex Stein, host of the conspiracy castle on the phone. And he was, uh, he was basically, you know, kind of worried. I don't want to go too far into what we were talking about personally, but he was like, you know, asking me, well, don't you think that they can make this kind of like super virus now that there's so many people with compromised immunities and what thought that came to mind was the concept that these lab made viruses don't flourish in a natural environment. They flourish Correct. in lab made circumstances, right? So they had to level three, level three bio lab. Well, thank you. But they, but mm -hmm. on a, like a, a more of a metaphysical level with the conditioning mm -hmm. that they put on us, they put us literally right. in a lab condition, you know, telling us to stay home, mm -hmm. isolate. And I think that, uh, plus the compromised immune system, that's a result of the jab, uh, makes for those people more susceptible. But my point was to mm -hmm. give them some hope and say, Hey man, your immune system hasn't been compromised. So as long as you go out of your way to keep replenishing your health and, and putting mm -hmm. in good, you're going to get good out. You're not going to fall to this because this is only working on those people who have volunteered or opted in to go into right. that extreme that was set up for them. It's, it's, it's voluntary, honestly, it sounds right. really fucked up to say that. And I don't like saying it, but the people who, you know, even people in my own family opted into this compromised immune system. And right. personally, I don't think I'm going to be affected by it because I do take care of my health and I do eat, uh, I go out of my way to mm -hmm. eat a better diet than what, you know, is subscribed to us again in the public school system with the bullshit pyramid mm -hmm. and all that. Right. Right. And you're a hundred percent, um, spot on with that. And the, the funny thing is that the government in trying to, um, subvert or hide the things that are coming out and all of the adverse reactions and stuff, they have now rebranded and renamed it VADES which is vaccine-induced autoimmune deficiency syndrome because they know that it damages wholeheartedly your immune system, not just your T cells and your B cells, but so that's literally why call your thymus gland and, and mm. the whole nine yards. And so you are absolutely right because anybody that, that chose to go that route or was forced to go that route, they're going to be part of that um, society well, going forward. Yeah, the COVID, you know, COVID AIDS, it's basically, I think, uh, one of the first trials for vaccines in Australia, everyone popped positive for HIV after right. the vaccine, not that they right. had it, but the, it, it uh, indu in, uh, induced the same immune response that, that you would get from AIDS. And you so know, I've uh, met a guy you know, today who said, okay, I met a guy at the rock climbing gym and we were talking about how stupid the masks were and, and whatever. And then I started going in on, you know, vaccine stuff and uh, then i realized oh shit this dude's taking it even though he knows all the reasons right. why he shouldn't take it and he said I, I figured i would probably die faster from my wife nagging me to get it than i would from the shot but then <laughs> he told me that after he got the the cow poke his fucking hair started falling out 10 days after the jab he was like sicker than he's ever been in his life and he even lost most of his hair in the back of his head and i've heard like, i've heard stories of guys younger than me and i'm 27 having to like get balding he was uh, like your supplements 
because something's going on with that. And uh, it's a zinc depletion. Wow. Yeah. I mean, people are your balls zinc every day. Too. It's good for your. It's good for your genitals. I think Who's that on the board of Rogaine, they're getting mad stocks right now. <laughs> yeah. And now each booster you get increases your chance of contracting the FIFA mm-hmm. variant, which is rather What's unpleasant. F- oh, that goes. one. Okay. Yeah. The FIFA variant? What? Yeah, it's the one that makes professional athletes drop, oh. dead, drop dead in the <laughs> middle of the course of performing their job. Right. Yeah. Gnarly right. strain. But yeah, it doesn't seem to kick in until after you get a shot. Really weird. Wow. Hey, I have to get going. But if you guys all follow me on Instagram, let's stay in touch. This was really fun. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I no problem. You. And we're all in the same Telegram, so we can all, uh, you know, do all the scheduling and whatnot through there. I don't think I don't know if you're in it though, Sarah. So I'll invite you. Yeah, I'll invite you. I'll make sure. You're there, yes, but Sarah, thank you for joining us. I'm a conspirituality guy too. That's nice, yeah. Jam. I followed you back. Sweet. It was nice talking to you guys. See ya. Happy holidays. Happy okay, New thanks. Year. All right. We- and following that, I also have to go. I got some uh, holiday family games to play uh, and some uh, cinnamon rolls to eat. But Mark, everybody, Janet, Ron, all the people I met for the first time, it's uh, great to be here. I uh, love you all, and I'll, y'all have a Merry Christmas, and we'll get in touch after the holidays. Thank you, love brother. You, brother. Bye, guys. Love you. Take care. Me love you long time. And we uh, we still have a few people that might jump in. Some folks uh, said they might pop in in the second hour, but feel free if you guys want to go. We're going to keep this thing going for another hour, but where were we? What uh, What's next? I'm wondering, you know, we all have shows most of us interview guests, I would assume. I think all of us now interview guests, uh, right? Mm-hmm. So were there any folks that maybe you were introduced to this year that you think other people ought to know about? Any guests that really, like, blew your mind or, or you just, like, definitely love that episode, you would listen to it? Because I know, personally, I don't listen to my own show. I can't do it. But when I interviewed Peter Shampoo, that was such a great interview that I went back and I listened to it. So that would be my recommendation for my show. Anybody else had a, a guest that was particularly worth noting? David Whitehead was my most recent guest for my main show, and his documentary, Cult of the Medics, is the fire. Like, extreme, extremely yeah. good. And he was the possibly one of the best guests of the year because he was so fired up and the energy it was huge yeah so go go uh, interview him he's doing incredible work david whitehead right on i love I'm, all of my guests so i can't narrow it down <laughs> i know this is rough man i so based on numbers hands down whitney webb every time but like, i'm fortunate to have become pretty close with whitney over the last few years like she's genuinely a friend of mine shout That's out to whitney she's expecting really uh fucking awesome right so she'll be a she'll yeah. be a new mother soon but shout out to whitney very yeah, cool yeah. if we're talking 2020 and this is still one long year i'm still gonna say john mcafee right before he mm. got popped wow yeah that was a hell of an interview tell us about um, that yeah i'm pretty sure he called his shot damn i'm pretty sure he did okay so check this out man check this this is the theory this is the theory um <clears throat> so his his wife right janice um in mythology janice is the keeper of record 
information. So that goes. Janice was a hooker. I don't believe for a second that Janice was a real name anyway. I'll address her as such because that's, you know, what's on the emails. But uh, the so when he was on my show, and this was Cinco de Mayo 2020, um, he was talking about, hey, honey, where was that place in Barcelona where we almost died or some shit like that? And Lou was talking about, you know. There's Barcelona uh, for the second time in this conversation. Yeah, was, was talking about uh, winding up in Spain and stuff like that. And, and at this point, they're in international waters, and he got arrested in Germany the first time. That was when, for uh, coming off of it, and then immediately got arrested in Spain. I'll send you the clip, or I'll put it in the Telegram where where he's doing that. That whole interview is wild, man. And McAfee's such an intense guy. He uh, he breaks down. He's like uh, humanity. Or no, what is it? Culture. Culture is the thinnest of all veneers. That's like how he started. And I can't even remember what the question was, but it was not that. And he just, you know, it just went for <laughs> it. You know, oh, like, yeah, that that was tremendous. That, that was for sure. But I mean, this year has cool. been absolutely insane. It was all around. I'll check that out. Right on. Yeah. Juan, you got anybody that comes to mind? Yeah, Chris. Me and Chris have done some fire episodes if we go deep down the rabbit hole. Also have Anderson Silver, which is an author, a friend of mine, a Stoic. And he, we talk about modern philosophy, and, and I've had some pretty good episodes with him. And then... Uh, yeah, all my guests are great, but those and and then Ryan Burns. Have you had him on yet on the podcast? No, no. Skinwalker Ranch, though, that's his topic. Yeah. I remember we were talking about that. Yeah, I got to get in touch with him for sure. That's interesting. Yeah, those are some of the more no- notable ones, and uh, but all my guests are good. You know, we, th- every single interview has its own nuggets of truth, and you learn something new every time that you interview somebody new. You know, that's what I love about podcasting because. You think you might know it all until you get that new guest on or even people you don't think who are interesting and they come on and they just crush it. And you're like, wow, I'm, I'm really glad I, I reach out to this person or whatever it is, you know? Right, right. The sleeper guests. Yes. Yeah. Ron, how about you, my friend? You're, uh, you're early in your, your show's career, but it looks like it's off to a great start. What do you think? You got a favorite episode so far? Well, I don't know if I really have a favorite episode. Uh, I mean, I look at my numbers and I see which ones are my listeners' favorites. And uh, but but the one guest that I had on, you know, of course, I think we've all probably talked to him was David Weiss, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that Earth guy. That was a really interesting show. Oh Jesus! Sorry about my cat just ran over me. And I uh, met David so, at the so, Plateauberfest this year. He's a party animal. He's yeah, awesome. And I, and what I and what I find interesting is no matter what question you pose to him, he's got an answer. Like like if you even just try to blindside him a little bit, he's got an answer. Like like my question, why the lie, right? Why they lie? Why is it so important for them to hide the fact that you know if it is a flat Earth, you know? And he just rolled with it. He just 
he just had a he had an answer for everything. Yeah, you know, and I really enjoyed that interview. It was it was kind of cool. Uh, I liked my interview with New York Patriot Lux, the occult rejects. Yeah, also I members really of Alt Media them. United. They, uh, yeah. I think Patriot might jump in. We just got the Airy Brothers jumping in. Shout out to Rich and Jimmy. What's up, guys? Welcome to the club. Welcome to the party, fellow Alt Media United podcasters. I want to just cut in on the David Weiss comment real quick because I think it's really funny that of all the handful of things YouTube will put a little Wikipedia entry under your video for, like anything related to medical hoaxes, for example, they'll do one for Flat Earth. So it's like, are they trying to make you think that, is it like a double reverse yeah, why even psychology give it attention thing? if it's not true? Yeah, exactly. I've, I've always why, said why I had Mark Sargent on my show too a while back, and he's another character, and I... David Weiss called me a in the closet flat earther. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure I don't <laughs> think that the earth is flat, but sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I've got the same remarks from, from Alex Stein. That's why I keep the globe above my head, but I'm not, I'm agnostic. You know, I don't, I don't pick well, a side I there. Too. I don't know which That's which what I is. say, Mark. Yeah, that's what I say too. Bootsy. I can believe it either way because definitely every other thing I studied was opposite day from what authority told me, like everything. <laughs> so why would that be any different, especially if it's such a major thing? Agreed, agreed. Bootsy, you got a favorite guess? Mm -hmm. You got a, a weigh-in on the flat earth debate? Um, Probably not at the moment. But I will say that um, I, I really particularly thought that chance I had on my show and both of those episodes were both excellent. You cut out when you were um, saying me, right? You were, who? You, me, right? That's who you're talking and, about. Me. Yeah, you. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, if I do episodes with uh, the rest of you guys, then those will be really good too. I, I would assume. Right on. Um, well, yeah, man. Let's well, give uh, of course. Let's give Jimmy and uh, Rich a chance to chime in. The Airy Brothers are here. What's up, guys? We're just chopping it up, talking about 2021, and it seems like 2020 made its way in the conversation because I think a lot of us agree that those two years have fused together into one long year, and seems like things are kind of getting back to the swing of things. People are going to see their families this year. Uh, which was not the case last year. But how have you guys been? What's up with you guys out there in Colorado? First and foremost, thanks for having us on. It's an honor to be on with uh, everyone. There's some really good podcasters on here right now. But uh, it's been a crazy year, but I think because of podcasts and everything, uh, it's able to keep a little sane. And as far as my favorite guest, I won't speak for Rich, but mine would have to be David Weiss, he kind of squeegee death third eye for me a little bit. And I, Isaac Weishaupt, being a film student, I can't get enough of Isaac right now. Very cool. I just bought Isaac's book. Uh, I think it's 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 titled the same as as his podcast, but it's uh it's a really good read. I would recommend people check it out. A lot of uh, different things you'll find in there. Not a book on one topic, but Rich, how about you, bro? Yeah, I would, uh, you know, I would, it wasn't necessarily a guest. I think we were more of a guest of his, but uh, getting down and, and being able to sit down and have a conversation with Sam was, was an honor and a pleasure. I've been a, a fan long before he was into conspiracies and doing tinfoil hat. Like, I, I go back to, like, the, the Naughty Show and the International Bad Boys Hour. Like, the, the, so to talk to him 
that that definitely made my year. And then all the guests that we've had is, is the, the podcasting has definitely been a a bright spot in in the, this final fusion of 2020 2021. That is the craziness that we've been dealing with, uh, good, bad, and ugly. So I. Oh, I love all the guests, and, you know, Mark, as a former wrestler, you know, we're in the throes of wrestling season right now, so we've had a lot of uh, NCAA Division One wrestling coaches on the past couple of episodes to kind of scratch that itch, too, so. Very uh, cool. Very yeah. cool. Right on. Yeah, we uh, we don't have any sports podcasts in the cooperative other than you guys, I guess. we got to get more <laughs> sports podcasts. Willie Webster covers sports, but he does a lot of stuff on his show. Chris, you, you cover sports? Chime yeah, in, I brother. I talked a lot of more on snowboarders. <laughs> Extreme <laughs> sports. Okay. How about yeah, you, bro? What was your favorite uh, episode that you put out this year? Probably you, Juan, and uh, Jim Gale. Um, and then I had Aaron Draplin on. So Jim Gale like, brings it. Bro, that whole so shit is like ill because, like, dude, like, basically conspiracy, 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 conspiracy. All right, cool. But also... Let's grow some fucking oranges. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. And Jim I mean, is a wrestler. Quit their job and started growing yeah. food. The the whole communist thing would fall apart in a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like the thing about conspiracies is like they're probably all true. They probably are flat, flat Earth and hollow moon and all that. Whatever, whatever. But motherfuckers need oranges and like grapes and like a backyard and shit. So. Also, I think some of it's really cool to like, you know, tie in reality a little bit too, you know what I mean? And and they need processed sauce to put on uh, those yeah. awesome meals that they're cooking. <laughs> For those who don't know, Chris makes some awesome? really Chris makes some really? really good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Check us out Past few months have been very spicy since I had Chris on the show. So but yeah, I don't really uh I don't really have any other questions prepared, but I guess uh the last question would be what are your thoughts on what we're gonna expect coming up in uh twenty twenty two? I mean for the Gematria heads out there, twenty twenty two is definitely a significant number, a strange number. Twenty two is a kind of odd number. Chance might have some stuff to add there, but what are your guys' uh thoughts on twenty twenty two? Whoever has uh the balls to chime in, no particular order. I think the narrative is gonna f- totally fall apart in twenty twenty two. Let this is the tarot a, card me, I drew. So does oh, that? Geez. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's the devil, dude. <laughs> I okay. think. I think how we're dealing with this uh, Omicron variant now, like like the Omicron variants uh, spreads faster, but it's weaker. And then we had the Delta variant. Oddly enough, Omicron this week is uh, accounts for about 77 percent of the cases. Where just two weeks ago it was eighty percent was Delta. So now that Omicron's got the got the the big numbers, right? The big boogeyman. Now the Delta, that's MIA. Like we don't know where Delta. What happened is to now. the common cold? Yeah, yeah. remember flu? Well, well, that's where Delta and the common cold are hanging out now. They're out, probably down in Florida or something, enjoying. Well, they're not the down here. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah, did so you not? I, so, was say well, the military just announced they have a three in one shot they've been working on. It'll get rid of your yeah, run, yeah. It'll get rid of your flu, yeah, I saw it'll that, get Steve. rid of your pneumonia. Yeah, I saw that. So check out my theory. We're gonna be coming out with with new uh new variants, and every time the virus is gonna get weaker and weaker and weaker mm-hmm. until it totally cycles out and then it's gone. 
And then you can already tell that they're going to start phasing out these vaccines, in my opinion, because now they just got approval for the uh, COVID pill, which mm-hmm. is just rebranded ivermectin, right? So, so now, so now that they can say, well, we actually, you know, ivermectin doesn't work. That's why we have to get emergency authorization to use to use the uh, the vaccines, right? So n- now, now they can say, well, well, we got this new pill, so maybe. Maybe we could phase out the vaccines now because, you know, they're causing more harm than they are good. I think this whole narrative is going to fall apart. It's going to cycle out. Uh, I give it probably get into June and July. This shit's going to be over. Can I talk to dolphins before the third shot or is that after the third <laughs> shot that I can talk to dolphins? Bro, you can talk to dolphins right now, homie. <laughs> so if you like notice. feet in the air. If you noticed, uh, uh, President Instant Grits, where brains should be, uh, his administration came, the not even the good grits, the hair. instant kind, yeah. Um, he, uh, he announced a whole bunch of free tests for everybody, right? Like, how, you know, all these tests are coming out, and it was never really necessarily even about the vaccine like the vac Klaus Schwab said the vaccines are the foundation for the fourth industrial revolution what that means it has nothing to do with health it has nothing to do with how long the vaccine itself stays around it's all about the digital id and the passports and the, the new market waiting. for them so as the tests come out yes i agree we're gonna see a phase out uh, of the jabby jabs they're still going to try and order boosters, but you're going to have to regularly test and you're going to have to show proof of negative tests that'll be on your phone or proof of current booster because that's still going to be a thing. But you're going to have to have it on the floor or else you don't get to participate. You just don't. And that doesn't have to be every city. It just has to be major cities. They don't have to take anything away from you. They just have to make it too expensive for you to afford it. And that's how you eat bugs and you like it is that you get priced out of everything due to, you know, whether or not you're participating in a medical experiment or how fucked they want the supply chain to be, which underscores the Jim Gale and food forest and growing food and all of that, the parallel societies and, you know, the, all of the shit that I ran about the fucking anarchy thing. Yeah, this Steve, might be you're right. Yeah, I think I think Steve is right because this this whole COVID agenda was only used to usher in the social credit system. I mean, that's all that that's all this was for, uh, is to get all your information on your one phone, you know, all your information there, and you got to prove that you have X Y Z before you can go anywhere. Boston, I was in Boston this last weekend, and then Monday they announced that they're going to be shutting down everything in Boston to the unvaccinated. So I yeah so that's uh, the mayor of Boston came on and said that no venues no restaurants no gyms no hair salons no nothing you can't go anywhere unless you're vaccinated. So, so uh, uh, a quick are the lizards real or not? Is that is that a real thing or not? The lizards. Yeah. Well, lizard people. I yeah, they're like you want it to be real. To explain it, but we can go there. I, I I'm just <laughs> totally. gonna go ahead and say yes. All right, that's all I wanted, and I just got to make sure that the lizard is still real. <laughs> uh, all, I know, all I know is I don't see that shit happening in Boston. Bostonians aren't going to put up with that shit. Maybe certain parts of Boston, like Cambridge area, places like that, you know, they'll probably be – because they're heavy-duty liberal. But you get sections of Boston, you know, South Boston, 
you got the North End. They're not. Those are hardcore sections of Boston, Dorchester. They're not, they're not going to play around that narrative. They're going to they're going to tell the mayor of Boston to go fuck themselves. Then and the police ain't going to do shit down there either. It's just going to be real well, interesting. And to it's going to be happens. a further division of society, and it's going to mm-hmm. happen in the cities exactly where they want it to happen. Because if you look at and Dan, are you fighting a thundercat over there? What the hell is going on? <laughs> Jesus, Dan is in the mail room right now. He's going postal. Uh, okay, all right, Dan, chime in when you're in a soundproof room, please. Um, but anyways, uh, what was I saying? It's, that's not your fault, Dan. I've been smoking a lot of weed, but I've completely lost what I was saying. Um, but yeah, so About here we are. Breaking up the cities and it being where they want it to yes, be. Yes, thank you. It's like it's like the. The push, and you see it, you know, when you brought up eating bugs and liking it, it, it kind of made me think of when you would go to these museums as a kid and they would literally have edible bugs in candy. And those museums are built by these same people that, you know, are in this Klaus Schwab category. If you go and look at the average museum and, you know, those funders are are definitely not, you know, average mom and pop. There's no mom and pop museums. But either, either way, my point is... They want to keep that natural space for the wealthy and the elite and push everybody into these city subjugated points. And things like this are just going to normalize, I think, segregation. Really, what it is, is it's normalizing a new form of segregation, unfortunately. Hey, I've got two things. Number one, we already eat bugs. Um, If you have never looked into red dye, it is made from cochineal bugs. It's the female species. They harvest them, crush them up, and that is what is in your red food coloring. So, um, you know, bologna, hot dogs, Ketchup. red velvet cake, oh, uh, wow. anything like that. Eat. Yeah, anything <laughs> like that comes uh, from from bugs. And the second thing is my prediction for what is to come has nothing to do with um the virus which i'm sure anybody that knows me is surprised that i'm not going to say something medical but um since klaus schwab and all of his cronies like to predict things that are going on i don't know if anybody saw it but the imf and the world banks just had a meeting about what they're going to do when our economy crashes and how they're going to uh, usher in the cryptocurrency market to replace our failing dollar. So that just happened, and that is literally anything that comes out of Klaus Schwab and his cronies, that's exactly what's going to happen. So we're looking at a market crash. To touch on that, the the bugs for food coloring, it's that movie mm-hmm. Snowpiercer, I think, right? Where they're yeah. pushing up the bugs and they're feeding it to the yeah. people. In, the little in, their, in their little black jello squares. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Added, do you think that Cheers. this whole, like, like we know that, like, I don't think we've actually recovered from the 2008 crash. Like, mm-hmm. I think everything from the 2008 crash to now because from 2008 to 2012, it took that many years for it to really, to really hit a lot of people. Uh, you know, 2008 it, was the initial crash, but it took three or four years 
to where it really came down to hometown, where it really started screwing people up. I don't think we've ever come out of that crash. And everything has just been one bigger Ponzi scheme, like a bigger Ponzi scheme than what our uh, Federal Reserve you know what is that, to begin That with. makes me think of, Ron, you know, what I was thinking of today is this sort of uh, universal health care that we're all going to be receiving, uh, whether we like it or not, because of this, you know, compromised immune state that we're all living in with people who have voluntarily taken this jab, compromised their immune system. Now they're festering, maybe possibly more uh, radical variants, and we're just going to have mm-hmm. a sea of radical variants throughout the foreseeable future seems like that's the universal health care they wanted us to be on uh, however many years ago. And that's way out of my level. I'm not, I don't know <laughs> all the ins and outs of health care, but it just, from an armchair perspective, it seems that way. Well, the uh, Affordable Care mm-hmm. Act came in right after the crash. Right. So, right. Yeah. That's why I thought of that right. when you brought that up. Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's going to happen again. But keep in mind, too, um, with you know, the World Banks and the IMF targeting and basically to to crash our economy, to put cryptocurrency thing. Also keep in mind that Klaus Schwab said there is going to be outages of massive proportion. That's going to be our next um, pandemic, basically, is when the internet service goes out, the power providers, things like that go offline. And so all of the people that have spent lots of money into investing in cryptocurrency, um, if they really do target the market and then pull the internet offline, where's your money at? You're not going to have access to that. So that again ushers in the medical system because if you have no income, how, how better to put you on government healthcare. Right, but check this out. They're gonna, every, everybody that's into uh, cryptocurrency mm-hmm. now, and I don't mean it doesn't have to be Bitcoin, could be XRP, could be mm-hmm. could be Litecoin, you know, all of them. I mean, there's hundreds Trump of them, right? Coin. Hold that Trump thought, I gotta go, so I wanna so talk about bye. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for hanging. Catch bye, you Chance. Merry holidays. Take it easy, brother. Thank you. So, so say you have people in the cryptocurrency market now, thinking that they're going to beat this system, you know, unless people start taking it as a currency or start accepting it, cryptocurrency really isn't worth anything because mm-hmm. you have to exchange it back into fiat currency to use it right. in the current system, right? right. So, so say everybody uh, like the IMF or the uh, World Economic Forum, you know, they're already predicting it's going to be power crashes, internet crashes, internet mm-hmm. kill switches, all this other bullshit, right? Say this all happens and it takes everybody down brings everybody down to the same level and Mm -hmm. then they're going to come back as the savior and say, we've got the power back on. We've got this. Here's our coin. It's guaranteed to never, to never go away. It's always going to be. And you see, you see that possibly happening with these mining operations too. Cause if you consider the logistics of it, I mean, they're literally creating now, uh, you know, these, uh, Bitcoin bros, they're investing in these warehouses where they're, you know, just putting a bunch of generators together. You're out of here, brother. Mad love. My computer's going to die. Spread love, spread love, spread love, spread love. Be good to each other. Peace, peace, peace. I got to head out as well. Later, Chris. Chris. Later, everybody. No I'll get you guys. One-on-one on one podcast. On so 
Yes, sir. And the Mensa podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. The Interverse podcast. Chance just jumped out as well. And we're here. We still got a couple other people that said they might jump in. Ryan Dean from the Dangerous World podcast. Andy Rouse, possibly. And who knows? Maybe Dan Danunaki defeated those Thundercats and he'll make it back here (laughs) with us. I don't know what's going on, but we love you, Dan. I hope you make it back. Uh, Either way, what's going on? What, uh, J- Jimmy, Bootsy, Roman, you guys got anything to add? Yeah, yeah. I just, really you know, I want to add an right? element of optimism to this conversation for 2022 uh, and just say that, you know, that all the stuff that's happening, I, I get it. But this is like what, what you've done, Mark. You know, I have to admonish you for bringing this community together. You know, this is the beginning of a lot of uh, amazing collaborative uh, t- uh, community building, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it happens a little bit at a time. You can't rush trust. You know what I mean? Like we have to get to know each other and, and bond and do those types of things. And that's what's been happening this year. Ralph Waddle Emerson said, nothing ever happens too early or too late. And it's almost annoying, but, uh, in my experience, it's a- exactly right. Uh, so I think, um, uh, I just want to try and encourage everybody to continue building community, doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. Um, and I think where where we could see things go in 2022 for us could be a very successful and exciting time. You well, know? and uh, I'm really glad you said that because kind of the uh, idea for this uh, was like a test because I will say Alt Media United was very much inspired by the Union of the Unwanted and the opportunity that Sam Tripoli gave me uh, booking for his show and naturally connecting with all of you great people just to have him on his show. I felt like, you know, there was more I could be doing and creating this cooperative, I think is a way for us to kind of work together to a create a new reality, not just for us, but for the listeners of the show. Cause that's what literally happened to me. I mean, I went from being a delivery guy listening to tinfoil hat every day and then, you know, feels like he pulled me out of a bucket and said, Hey, you want to, you know, do this. And I happen to be the right guy for the job. And, you know, if I can help other people create the best podcast possible, you know, that's what alt media United at least is trying to do. And I think the plan is to do sort of like a, a bi-monthly, tri-monthly sort of Alt Media United get together and maybe not talk like we did today, but maybe uh, crowdsource just podcasting talk. I mean, that might not be the most entertaining thing for the, the listeners, but for us, you know, to talk about the ins and outs of what's going on in the podcasting world and what we could be doing better as a podcaster, that might be something that this evolves into. I don't know. Uh, there's still a lot uh, on the table. Like you said, Bootsy, there's a lot of hope. But yeah, this is a, a new thing. And, and it is a cooperative in the sense of we're all doing this uh, together voluntarily. So as much time as you guys put into your own shows, uh, whatever you think you can do to help the cooperative, you know, don't be afraid to uh, reach out and share that idea or share the, you know, whatever plan you might have. But Roman, you got any thoughts on 2022? 
Uh, I mean, we're obviously moving towards the age of automation. Transhumanism uh, is happening fully, fully submerged within the transhumanist agenda, unfortunately. But um, I just finished this series, which is so fucking good. I highly suggest it for anybody who, I guess, wants to spend any more time in front of a black mirror. Uh, but it's called Mr. Robot, and it was it's four seasons, and it perfectly mm-hmm. in so many beautiful ways like uh uh documents uh what a perfect sweet little revolution could look like it inquires a lot of death um <clears throat> sorry but uh it's a great show check it out and you guys will see what if you if you're a if you're a person with the uh the wide eyes spectrum then you're gonna see exactly what they're trying to lay down and that and and if that's the world we're heading in isn't this what we're doing right now the way to fight against it by uplifting the people informing the people Mm -hmm. normalizing these types of conversations so people feel more confident maybe having those conversations like chance did with the rock climbing guy earlier he mentioned you know meeting a dude who agreed with him about the masks but unfortunately got the jab and i think you know for me listening to all of these conspiracy podcasts you know hence the name of my show uh helped me realize that I wasn't the only crazy one out there. And as a matter of fact, we're not as crazy as people want us to think. So, yeah, I I think this is the way we fight against transhumanism is by uh, giving people a real, authentic human experience in the techno space. Yeah, we like are creating our box, you know, because everything about the system from how it folds down and how we're kept in, you know, the boxes of controls because we're obsessed with compartmentalization. We have to compartmentalize even our our own thoughts, you know, on a macro micro level, right? There's compartmentalization. um, And that's why the system is so goddamn confusing is because we just are obsessed with uh with boxes but so with the podcast we are actually tapping into it um but in a, in a way that's that's going to make a safe space for not just you know obviously ourselves but our listeners and that's that's really great as scary and as fucked as it is because i i really am i'm a super naturist i'm like i was outside today you know, it's December 23rd. I was outside in the creek, the rushing creek, bare feet, baby, with my dog, all right? Connecting to the earth, right? And that there is no severance. There is no separance between us and earth. And that's, that's the main thing we try to do on our show is try to connect back to ancestral roots as much and as, as, as we can try to understand that, like, we got to just, you know, submit to the, the – the earth and all of her magnetic beauties and you know that's that's the that's the shit i like man i love it <laughs> steve any oh. thoughts on 2022 i think it's only going to get more absurd <laughs> um uh, at least for a while uh, and that's okay i do i think that the next several months present a very unique opportunity um for people to to get past I don't know. Um, I, I guess the ideological walls that have been built for them without their consent, some of which without their full awareness, um, because they've stressed first responders, they've stressed nurses, 
hospitals still i mean they were understaffed before all of this they're not understaffed because of coronavirus they were relocating hospitals and designating one out of every five as a corona facility packing it and emptying the rest it's not where the the lack of people is now they're uh this is hilarious but at least in canada they're asking people that they already fired for not taking the job to come back back. (laughs) all of the nurses are out sick with the omicron but they're not um my point is though is that uh without central banks without this you know the central planning that takes place in davo and other spots Uh, they don't get to run the machine. The machine doesn't run without the currency that passes through central banks. Um, And we have a very unique opportunity to uh, do something about parallel structures and about parallel societies and to wage economic warfare, counter-economic warfare. And we know that requires no violence. Well, economic violence. But it requires no actual physical violence. It doesn't mean don't prepare for that or don't train for that or don't know how to do that. You absolutely should. But economic warfare is what, I mean, it's what they've always done. Arm both sides of a conflict, fund both sides of a conflict. Mm -hmm. Well, if they're not using our currency anymore, and if only we are using our currency and we are doing that in a manner in which is parallel to whatever the fuck they're trying to get away with, we'll have a significant chance to break that structure. And I think we should try. Agreed. Every time you beat somebody up, you want to take their lunch money. If there was a war or a battle, there was booty involved. Like cash is down to the core of the problems of since society started. It's the issue with with everything that that is natural, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I think the world wants to get away from the U.S. petrodollar because they they can see it's getting ready to fail. I mean, it's already failed. I mean, it's been on life support. All it has to do is unplug the unplug it, and then it's all done. You well, know, that's I what mean, the CB, yeah. CBCD is. <clears throat> Central bank by cryptocurrency. That's all, oh, all that right. is. It doesn't have to be issued from right. a U.S. Federal Reserve Bank. It can be IMF coin. Right. It can be World right. Bank coin. Right. Mm-hmm. It can be Davo coin, but it's, it's the central bank-backed digital currency that, that is the, the goal. Yes, petrodollar. It, I, I I don't go for that theory. Any, I think it's a nuclear weapon dollar, not a petrodollar. We just well, yeah, but if, they, if they're pushing right, Steve, if they're pushing the uh, the climate change or the global warming agenda or whatever, uh, so we kind of get got to get rid of the pet, petroleum, right? Because that's what's causing it all. So we can't be on a petrodollar uh, if the petro doesn't exist anymore. If they're trying to get away from that, I mean, we can't have a petro petrodollar well, anymore. They, they just so have to, to memory be hole it because it powers the Internet of Things, and they forget right. about that shit. They don't want right. the hippies to know that either, is that the Internet of Things is run by tearing giant holes in the earth and extracting all of the shit out of it and all of the runoff and poison and every part of that process with it, and that's how you get the Internet of Things. They also included. We're going to be going on the Chinese lithium dollar system. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
because wow. I got to have all the lithium. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's funny. Well, I just did an episode on harvest out of your meat sack. Call yeah. That the well, it, I mean, put those two together because I just did an episode on lithium being possibly the uh, element they use in this new mark of the beast type technology. And it's funny when we looked into what lithium could do uh, when injected uh, in the epidermis, it creates these boils. And in the Bible, when they're talking about the the mark of the beast, <laughs> they talk about boils mm-hmm. and scars being like uh, a symptom of people who receive the, the mark of the beast. So there's a strange thing about lithium. But again, I liked what Bootsy had to say. And I, I think it goes back for me, you know, technology is never evil. It's always about who's wielding it. And I think if the people mm-hmm. can take the technology back, then nothing is doom and gloom because, you know, that's all it is. It's an illusion of, of power that these people rest on. And even something like petrol, I mean, we could run engines with all sorts of other alternative fuels that are renewable from hemp to corn to, I mean, the list goes on. Alcohol was prohibited for that exact reason. But we got uh, the Airy brothers here. You guys haven't chimed in. What are your thoughts on 2022? Oh, real quick, I got a dip, but I love yeah, all me of too. you. Pleasure very being much. here. And Thank you. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. You all fucking rock. Pleasure having you, brother. Me too. I'm out too, guys. Love y'all bunches and. Thank you so much uh, for hosting this and for having me because it's an honor. Likewise, thank you, Janet. So y'all have a good one. Happy New Year. Bye, Janet. All right, and we still have we're still hanging on for Ryan from the Dangerous World podcast. He said he would he would join us, but we might wrap it up after the Airy Brothers. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I um I try to be like you and Bootsy and not really pay attention to that much doom and gloom. It's hard these days because it keeps on coming at us, even though you know I keep on trying to bury my head in the sand. But I'm just trying to you know manifest good things in my life and be synchronized with the universe and. Uh, the one gentleman before said, you know, go going out and grounding and stuff. And I think because of podcasts and talking to people, you know, that's something I've added into my life. So just more of doing things that make me happy and creating and putting out good things into the world and talking to more epic people. That's that's what I think is going to happen in 2022. What do you say, Richie Rick? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm fully on board for the White Pillow 2022. I think. Uh, Somewhere mid twenty twenty into twenty twenty one, I got super black pilled and uh, was ready to just go run off into the woods and be Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> I just learned how to hunt and Jim Gale myself with the food forest. I still want to do that, and you know, I still want to be growing my own food. I still want to be if I'm going to be eating protein, you know, from an animal source. I want to be slaying that myself and, and putting intention into that. I don't know if that's <clears throat> you know, in the cards right now, but that's where I'm looking. And, and really my focus is on building a community. You know, I have, uh, being from New Jersey, a lot of my network is in New Jersey, but we live here in Denver, Colorado. And my ultimate goal would just to be like to bring all of my epic friends and family from home and all my epic online friends and family and just build a kibbutz and like, let's fucking, you know, no weird crazy sex cult stuff, but like, that's, no, let's, I'm let's, out. <laughs> let's, let's grow our own food and let's hunt and let's like, 
you know, the motto over here at Airy Bros is what everybody does better, everybody does better. And, and that's kind of just whether it's, you know, sharing, you know, podcasting tips or, you know, how to grow mushrooms or, or, or other things that you can use to barter, be it, you know, I got six gallons of kombucha, you know, helping people learn how to do that, learning how to ferment, learning how to can, doing that sort of stuff. I just want to go into 2022 with as much positive energy as possible. And yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, let, let, let me tell you, sun gazing, all that stuff. Let me tell you guys something that I just worked towards and I did. I pulled the trigger uh, this last summer is uh, my dad always collected cars and we had like, well, down to a couple hundred cars. I had like 600 at one time, but we, but my family owns this big old farm. Right. And, and he, and he had these fields that have not been used to grow anything in like years. So, uh, so we slowly started moving all the cars out of them. And I just did a big push over the last month where I got rid of like 150. I mean, I still have a few special ones that I kept, but I got rid of about 150, 160 cars so that I can uh, rearrange all that stuff into one section down near my business. And we're going to be converting those fields back into gardens and things like that. My brother-in-law is a chemist and he checked the soil. It's all good to go. Uh, of course, we, before we ever parked anything out there, we always pre-drained everything. So there was actually nothing in the cars when we put them out there. And we never allowed any dismantling of anything on any of the cars unless it was brought down into the shop. And that was always our policy for years. And now it's paying off because, you know, we have no contamination. We have nothing like that. The state the state has been in and checked it all out and they say we're good to go. So we're going to start turning some of these fields over, making gardens. And it's unbelievable soil. Like it, it's been what we call resting. It's been resting for a long time. So, uh, so we're going to start doing that. We're going to start growing things. And, and maybe I was thinking, uh, talking to my friend, Lori, uh, Mark, you know, my friend, Lori, Lori yeah. Vellante. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's getting involved in that food forest movement. Is she? So we were Beautiful. Thinking, yeah. So so we were thinking about possibly maybe having some classes, having some people come up and try to teach them about that stuff. Because I'm I'm not a huge uh, horticulturist by any chance, but I always grew up around gardens. My mom always had gardens. We always had gardens on you know around around the farm. So uh, so that's something that uh, like what the Airy brothers are are talking about and. Is, is to bring that kind of stuff back to where people can start just buying their things locally, right? Knowing where your produce comes from, knowing where everything comes from. And, uh, and I think that's going to be a big movement in 22. I, th I think that's, I think that's going to be one of the biggest things. Now people are going to, you know, this whole supply chain situation that we're going through, I think was an eye opener for a lot of people, even though I believe in my opinion that it was like all constructed, like it was all, it, that that whole supply chain disruption was was man-made. I mean, I don't think that's something that just happened because of coronavirus. I think it, I think it happened so that they could uh, like have more power over the people and let the people know that. Well, you better start playing nice, or we're not going to give you any lettuce, or we're not going to give you tomatoes, we're not going to give you this and that. Mm. But if you get more farms that are growing this stuff, and uh, and my mom has like a three-acre front lawn. Uh, I was thinking about maybe getting a farmer's market set up in there, you know, like, like, uh, like every weekend have people just come up and set up booths 
because uh, right. I've got tons and tons of parking. I mean, so we're thinking like we're doing a lot of things to get get to the point like to, to do like the stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, and I actually have the ability to make that happen because we have the property to do it. So, so that's something I'm looking forward to. I love it. Yeah, I'd love to come visit that in Colorado and up there in New Hampshire. I think that's what's really exciting. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to the tinfoil hat with Owen Benjamin, but one thing that stood out to me was that Owen mentioned, you know, now since being pretty much, you know, uh, blackballed and exiled from comedy, he's done pretty much the same thing he did when he was a mainstream comic, but completely through his fans, you know, all of his uh, venues that he performs at are hosted by his fans on different properties that they own. And I think that's really, really awesome. And maybe one day uh, if more podcasters figure out how to transition their podcast into a live podcast, which I think any podcaster can do, um, you can have a, situation where you sell tickets to a live podcast of yours, you know, and you can book a venue just like, you know, an act would with a mic. You know, I think that's the future of podcasting as well. So maybe Alt Media United can do a gig on the Airy Brothers uh, compound and then shoot up to New Hampshire on the Ron from New England farm for a, for a podcasting festival or something like that i know roman and i talk about that and bootsy and i actually met at a festival up in new hampshire so i was just gonna say we could we could do our own version of pork fest (laughs) exactly because because bootsy and i talked about pork fest way back when and that happened to be the same weekend that we had our big off-roading trip Right. Uh, wasn't that the weekend, Mark, that you came and stayed at my place? Exactly, yeah. And I'm yeah, looking yeah. forward to more stuff like that in 2022. Yeah. I don't know what the uh, – I love what Chance said earlier. What did he call him, the fresh prince of smell hair? Uh, with his gas prices, I don't know how uh, easy it's going to be to go as far as I did in 2020 and 2021, but I'm going to try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my money. Support us on Patreon if you want to see me travel all over the country again. <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to call it uh, on Ryan Dean. Sorry, buddy. Shout out to you. Uh, he said he was going to join us, but he's missed his chance. And uh, thank you guys for hanging around till the end. Shout out to everybody who was with us and had to go early. Uh, if you guys want to plug your shows, this is a great chance to do it. Tell us what you have in store for 2022 for your show and uh, what the listeners can expect when they follow up with your podcast, because your links will be in the description. I plan on putting this out tonight on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast feed, and we're live on Rockfin. So, well, this is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, first and foremost, Merry Christmas, to everyone on the uh, on the call. Mark, thank you so much for all you do, brother. Thank you for including the Airy Bros. Make sure you check us, check us out, Airy Bros on Spotify, YouTube, all that. And we have a short film coming out. It's a uh, sci-fi, science fiction, flat earth, conspiracy theory, vaporwave film that I made for my junior projects. And the Airy Bros will be having a uh, film coming out in May. Right on. You want me to go? Go for it, Ronnie. It's Ron from New England from the Wicked Planet podcast. 
I'm on Instagram at Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast. This is my this is my podcaster helper right here, Thelma. She's been kind of she's been she's been hanging out with me uh, all night, which is really odd for her. She's not really she's not really like that, but she must need some attention. But anyways, yeah. So yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, if I don't talk to you, you know, have a good uh, you know have a good New Year's. So don't get yourself into any trouble. But I have a feeling we're probably going to be getting together next week with Joe and them. Uh, I don't know, Mark, if he talked to you about that yet. But, but, uh, but yeah. So thanks for having me on. I know we kind of talked about this. It was kind of half-assed. One of my ideas to get a get a bunch of alt media people uh, to come on uh, for just to say Merry Christmas. My idea was just to come on and say Merry Christmas and call it. But <laughs> it ended up being a really cool conversation. I want to thank you for inviting me on. Glad to have you here, buddy. And I thought that was a, a great idea. And yeah, I definitely want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. I know I celebrate Christmas, but I don't want to disclude anybody who might not celebrate Christmas. So we'll give a big old happy holidays to everyone who celebrates something else. Maybe you're a hippie like me and you just celebrate every day. Uh, and of course, a happy New Year's. But yeah, Bootsy, tell us where to find your new show, Blue Collar Mystics. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much, dude, for everything that you're doing. I think, you know, instead of protesting in this new year, we should just throw some like matrix rave ragers, you know what yes. I'm saying? Let's, let's throw some banger parties and have on. some fun, you know, like, <laughs> no matter what happens, we still, we're still allowed to enjoy ourselves. And I think that's the, the toxic poison is demoralization, right? Like as long as we don't drink that Kool-Aid, we're in really good shape. We can keep moving. We can keep going forward and elevate our own, you know, state of being right. And, uh, and then collectively too, but you guys, um, my new podcast, it launches one eleven twenty two. super like, uh, esoteric. I'm going to do panel shows on, uh, we're on, on those repeating number days and stuff like that. But, uh, the first episode, I really want to call it uh, roadmap to reality. I have several guests that I'm going to have really excited about it. just kind of want to give people an idea of, uh, how they can practically apply the mystical to their life. That's the whole premise of the show. And I want them to, uh, feel free to send in their stories too. Like what happened when you started asking the real questions, how, what, you know, what led to, um, you know, your developed state of consciousness. Uh, and uh, you can find uh, everything uh, that I'm doing right now on bootsygreenwood.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm getting things going in the name of Blue Collar Mystics, but my RSS feed now, if you subscribe to it, I'm just going to change that over. It's a rebrand. Uh, and uh, and I'm really excited about it. But I, I, I want to invite, you know, all you guys to come and collaborate on it because it's really about getting under the hood and seeing what works and what doesn't. And trying to really uh, corral ourselves and do the best that we can, regardless of the circumstances that are presented. Right. That's how we respond. So love yeah. it. Bootsygreenwood.com. Uh, you guys are awesome. I'm really yeah, grateful looking to forward to it. Bootsy. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Cool. Roman. Yep. Me too. You want to plug your show and tell everyone? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I just had to go heat up a couple tortillas, and so I just jumped. In. Did and, you uh, heat yourself up, up out there? What the hell is going on? <laughs> I had this. I had a stew cooking all day. A stew cooking with okay. You guys ever do thick slices of golden beets with stew meat? Some really nice, like center cut stew meat beef, beets, and beef. 
together. Yeah. Amazing, bro. You cook it yeah, down with life. the beef stock. You throw a can of ginger ale in there too. The ginger ale with some shaved ginger and then a whole pack of kimchi. But you cook it down, you make a good stew, and then you go get those really nice, big, like, rubbery tortillas. Throw them on the propane grill. Get a little crispy edges on them. And then you make a little uh, strange uh, burrito fusion. And anyways... Rising from the ashes. It's not a cooking uh, we, show. <laughs> Despite but, what he just uh, gave the impression of. Tell us about your show, Rising from the Ashes, a conspiracy cookbook. Uh, we do, you know, uh, during the news segments in the beginning, I always do plant medicine or some sort of uh, something connecting with the things that Earth provides and things, how it responds in our body. Um, so that's always part of the new segment. And then, pro you know, Along with that comes ingredients, you know, recipes from time to time. But uh, our main show, we do focus on a lot of the ancient history. We try to go as far back in time as possible. Human origins, we focus on a lot. And, um, yeah, I, I got uh, – I was on your show, sir, uh, with my first PowerPoint presentation on antiquated transhumanism and resonance architecture. And then I started going – harder on that research and it has just been I, I i have to i had to like step back for a day and binge watch that show i was telling you guys about earlier uh because um yeah just looking at all the buildings and the sketchy architects behind it all it's it's crazy i'm like trying I'm making lists but the lists are just too damn big i'm like how do we narrow it down Anyways, old stuff. We like to focus on the old stuff, and uh, and yeah. But this has been a blessing, um, and uh, it's always nice smoking with you on the mic, my brother. Likewise, thank you, Roman. I wish I had the Grammy music wrap up music for you there, but I love it. This has been fun, Ron, Jimmy, Rich, Bootsy, Roman. Thank you for sticking it out till the end. People know where to find me because you're listening on my podcast and if you're live on rockfin go to myfamilythinksomecrazy.com and show us some love because we can't do it without you and uh be sure to check the episode description for all the links of those who didn't stick around to the end a lot of great folks joined us today but you can find them as well at altmediaunited.com that's why we're all here we're all a part of this awesome cooperative that is just starting just getting off the ground so if you're listening and you have a podcast don't be shy check out our website and you can sign up and get your podcast on our website as well because we want to grow this thing uh, i think the year anniversary we'll call it february because that's when i put the site up officially so if we can get uh 30 or so more podcasters by then we will hit our 100 podcaster uh, Mark, so that would be awesome to get 100 podcasts in the cooperative by then. So if you have a podcast, hit us up. If any of you guys know a podcaster that's not a part of it yet, let me know. And uh, with that, folks, thank you for tuning in and have a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas.